It's episode 321 of Crack the Customer Code, as in 3, 2, 1, blast off! Jeannie, let me tell you, I am just bananas for our next guest. Uh-huh, I see what you did there. See that? <laughs> Doing it live. Doing it live. <laughs> the Savannah Bananas. It's just so fun to say. I just want to say it a lot. (laughs) Yeah, I don't think that's going to make for very good radio. So (laughs) our guest today is Jesse Cole, who is, I guess, technically the owner. We didn't really get the title, but the owner of the Savannah Bananas, the ringleader of the Savannah Bananas, and the (laughs) front man, I think. I think that's a fitting term for this this case, as you will see in the interview, the front man. Yes. He's kind of a showman and uh, I, I love this interview. I thought he was so fun to talk to and I think... He has so many enthusiastic ideas for how to really put fans first, as he says, but anybody can apply that to their customers. Um, well, yeah, here's that's what, what we're all about. Well, that's the thing about Jesse and what I liked about his story. I actually met him at a PodFest event. Uh, I was like, all right, we got to get this guy on the show because a lot of people have ideas and a lot of people are good at hustling and getting attention and you know setting their hair on fire. <laughs> but what they're not good at is delivering when the customer shows up. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. what's amazing about Jesse's story and Jesse's businesses is how well they deliver. I mean, this guy is selling baseball tickets better than the um, the Cubs. Um, no, you're wrong. Not, not more <laughs> tickets, of course. But <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's selling baseball tickets like like no one else is doing. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. And it's all because he's focusing on customer experience and fan experience. And I think, you know, we're we're talking about baseball here because the teams that he owns are part of a league that I didn't even know existed, <laughs> frankly. And he gets into that in the interview. But there are so many levels to baseball. And how do you compete in markets that have other options for sporting events? And how do you know what the product is going to be until the season starts? You really don't. And so you have to focus on what are you delivering for the fans every time they show up and before they show up. And so I think everybody's going to get a lot out of this. And Jesse's a lot of fun. So buckle up. All right. <laughs> buckle up. <laughs> I thought you were going into the bio there. All right. Buckle up. And Jeannie, why don't you tell us more about Jesse? <laughs> yes, here we go. Jesse is the owner of Fans First Entertainment, who owns and operates the Savannah Bananas and the Gastonia Grizzlies. Cole and his teams have been featured on MSNBC, CNN, and multiple times on ESPN. Da-na-na, na-na-na. There you go. That's my singing <laughs> for the day. Oh, wow. uh, Cole is an in-demand speaker and author of Find Your Yellow Tux, How to Be Successful by Standing Out, which was released in January of 2018. The Savannah Bananas have sold out 32 straight games, broken the league attendance record, uh, Savannah attendance record, and have a waiting list in the thousands for tickets for the 2018 season. The Bananas have won Organization of the Year back-to-back years, Entrepreneur of the Year, and were CPL champions in their first year. 
Cole believes to be successful, you need to stand out and be different. And he tells us about it as in his blog. He hosts a podcast. He releases daily videos on findyouryellowtux.com. And he's basically passionate about everything he does, including creating attention, loving your customers more than your product, and loving your employees more than your customers. Cole's mantra is, whatever's normal, do the exact opposite. Jesse, how are you? We're so excited to have you here. I am pumped to be on this show. You guys are speaking my language and talking about my favorite topic in the world, the customer. So I'm <laughs> pumped today. Fantastic. Yeah, we're super excited. And you have such an interesting business. I cannot wait to get to that. But you also have an interesting backstory. And I want to start there. So tell us how you went from living on an airbed to owning a multi-million dollar team in one year. <laughs> well, long story short, I played baseball my whole life and then tore everything in my shoulder when I was in college. So that quickly ended my baseball career. But I got an opportunity for an internship uh, in Gastonia, North Carolina, took that the owner crazily offered me a job as general manager at 23 years old to run one of the most failing franchises in the history of failing franchises in Gastonia, <laughs> North Carolina. I mean, literally 200 fans coming to the games, $268 in the bank account. It was crazy. And we tried everything and from dancing players, grandma beauty pageants, flatulence fun nights, salute to underwear nights. <laughs> we did it all. And I learned so much there in Gastonia, North Carolina that I said, you know what? I had zero debt in my life. Let's take on a lot of debt. So I decided to uh, buy the franchise in 2014 with my wife, uh, who was also our director of fun for the team. And we bought the team, went in hundreds of thousands of dollars of debt. We made, we made it even more successful. We said, you know what? Let's take on some more debt. So we ended up buying an expansion <laughs> franchise in Savannah, Georgia, where they had minor league baseball there for 90 years. And we went there because the former team had left because they had no success. No one was coming to the games. And we said, we're going to be crazy. We're going to do all you can eat tickets. We're going to be the best fan experience ever. And we got there and the former team had cut the phone lines, cut the internet lines, taken everything out of the stadium. And we were working on a picnic table in an abandoned storage building. But we, <laughs> but we still believed in what we were going to do. So literally, we went out in the community and told everyone, this is going to be the best fan experience ever. Players dancing, and it's going to be a circus, and a baseball game will break out. All your tickets include all your food <laughs> and everything. And what happened? Absolutely crickets. We sold one season ticket in the first two months. It was terrible. And oh. it got so bad that in January, just two years ago, got a phone call from one of our employees and we had overdrafted our account and there was no money left. And it was at yeah. that point, my wife and I, just in six months into our marriage, had to sell our dream house. We emptied out our savings account and we went all in and found this dump of a place in Savannah, Georgia that literally was on the market for years because no one wanted it. And we, we went in there, got an airbed and started uh, just hoping that it would work out. And fortunately for us, it worked out. And now my wife and I haven't have an actual bed and we're expecting our first baby in a month. So things have really gone full circle. Yay. <laughs> Congratulations. Oh, I love the the happy ending to that too, because <laughs> it could have gone a lot of different ways there, Jesse. That's but for sure. That's and you know, I think you touch on this a little bit, but you really have this idea about fans first and I, I want you to go into that, but before we kind of get there, 
I, we're throwing around these, you know, kind of phrases about minor league baseball. I would love for you to describe kind of where this league fits and who are the fans that show up. Yes. And I think that's what makes the story great. And, you know, to give you an idea of the levels of baseball, starting from the top, there's Major League Baseball, there's AAA Baseball, then there's AA Baseball, and then there is full season single A Baseball, then there's short season single A Baseball, then there's rookie baseball, then there's professional independent baseball, then there's top level college baseball, and then there's us right underneath that. <laughs> we are not nearly at the top. It's college summer baseball. So some of the top college players come here to work on their game, play in a wood bat league, get seen by professional scouts. But it's by far, it's not the best level of baseball. But that goes into our whole thing. We realized that to many, baseball is long, slow, and boring. And we will never be the best level of baseball. But can we be the best experience for the fans? Can we be all about entertainment? And I always believe this, but you know, better isn't different but only is different. So I thought about this. I go, what can we be the only one to do? You know, we have a break dancing first base coach at our games that does the moonwalk. <laughs> we are the only team in the country to do that. We are the only team to have the banana nanas, a senior citizen team, uh, a senior citizen group in their 70s that dance Justin Timberlake and Kesha and Britney Spears on the field. <laughs> We're the only team that does that. So we've built our whole fans first mentality on what can we do that's so different than everyone else and create this unbelievable experience Experience, that you know what the baseball doesn't matter that much because it's all about having fun and the reality is mm. every business can focus on that what can you do to make the experience great what moments can you create you don't just have to be a crazy baseball team and a crazy guy like me in a yellow tuxedo <laughs> I love that and as a Cubs fan my whole life let me just say that Many years, it wasn't about the baseball <laughs> when we went to Wrigley <laughs> as well, but now it is. So it's so exciting. But yes, it's a uh, it's pretty amazing that there are that many kind of levels to it. I had no idea <laughs> and, and, that and there was crazy. that much. And what's crazy, the story is that it mentioned, but we've now sold out 32 straight games. We have a wait list in the thousands. And going into this season in 2018, we will be the only team in baseball history, minor league professional, that will sell out the entire season before the season starts. And it's because it doesn't have to do with the baseball. It has to do with the experience. And it actually works. And I think that's what mm. I've had so much fun building in our culture, uh, this fans first mentality. Well, that's what I love. I mean, the uh, you, you have an expression. It's called love your customers more than you love your product. And it, it, I love that line. It's truly fantastic. But one of the things is when we see these great experiences, we see all this fun. You see you changing the game, literally. I know and Jeannie knows that that looks great when you're experiencing it, but it can be sometimes a challenge to pull off. What does all this mean? What does love your customers more than love your product mean from an execution standpoint? How are you executing? What's the perfect experience for your customers? We start there. And I think you, know, you look at it, and I talk about this in my book, The Mirror Moment. Put yourself in your customer's shoes. What frustrates you about your business? What frustrates you about the industry? You know, It's very easy to realize why Netflix was so successful. They looked at all the problems with Blockbuster. Why was Uber and Lyft so successful? They looked at all the problems with the cab industry. Every single industry, industry, there's friction points for the customer. There's problems. There's challenges. So we started there. And I realized that baseball was long, slow, and boring to many people. How do you make it an amazing experience? I realized that when people go to sporting events, they feel like they get nickel and dimed. You know, $15 for a ticket here, $5 for a hot dog, $7 for a beer, $8. And at the end of the day, you've spent so much money. So we eliminate all that. 
So I think when you're trying to crack the customer code, you look at your industry, what frustrates you from the customer's perspective and eliminate that and go all in on the experience. So what does it look like from practical? Every single position on our staff, and granted, we have all millennials, 22 to 27 years old. And I'll tell you, I can get a whole other thing about them, but they love making a difference. They love making an impact. It's not about money. So I challenge them in each position, what can you do to create fans' first moments? Even our director of finance writes a thank you note to every single bill that we write off. We're paying them and we're writing a thank you note, (laughs) which is crazy. You know, our director of merchandise, we package free koozies, free decals, handwritten letters into every package. That's a bright yellow package that has a stamp that says delivered fresh from the Savannah Bananas. And we go all in on that fan experience. And here's something that's probably the craziest thing we do. Every single person that buys merchandise from us or a ticket, we personally call just to thank them. And you think that's crazy. But the other day when we opened up our priority list, sold thousands of tickets, our entire staff, 15 of us were all on our phones all day making calls to thank them. And you'd say, is that the best use of your time? A hundred percent. Because of all those people, they got either a voicemail or call from us telling them how much we cared about them. And this is before they've even experienced our game. What's the value of that? You had me Uh at, we call our customers. (laughs) (laughs) You had me at crack the customer code. Well done. Well played. Well played. Uh, so this is this is totally cool because you mentioned that you have really a group of millennials, and this is also making me think back to some of the other conversations we've had uh, around sports and kind of fandom in particular. Because I am a I, I'm a very dedicated fan to my teams, and it's a very emotional connection. And so I think the the way that you're kind of turning up the volume on the emotional connection is really amazing. And you mentioned millennials specifically. So I'm curious, how do you how do you find the right people for this? How do you know that they will be the ones to turn up the volume on that emotional connection to understand that their job when they're calling somebody is to make that person feel great or to make that fan experience amazing? How do you find them? How do you train them? You know, how do you build that culture? It's what we put all our time on. So as much as I say, love your customers more than you love your product, love your employees more than you love your customers. And what we do is we hire hard to lead easy. And most people say to manage easy. We don't even use the word manage. Nobody wants to be managed. Think about it, you go to work. Can you manage me today? No, people <laughs> want to be led. So what we do is we spend months in the hiring process. And here's how our hiring process starts. We ask for a future resume. We don't care what you've done in the past. We want to know what you're going to do in the future. We ask for a video cover letter. We want to see their personality. How much energy? How much enthusiasm? What's their engagement with us in the video? And then the final piece is we have them do a fans first essay with our fans first way. And we have our core beliefs always be caring, different, enthusiastic, fun, growing, and hungry. And they have to write how they fit into that. And what happens is we eliminate 90% of all applicants right there. Those people that do the three, those three steps are immediately starting the process with us. And here's what's crazy. They, I got asked this question the other day. How many people are in your HR department? Everyone is in our HR department because everyone needs to emphasize how important the culture is. So when we do our interview process, you get interviewed by every person on our staff. And we have about 20, <laughs> 20 full-time employees because we're not looking for a skill fit. We're looking for a cultural fit. 
So when someone comes in our organization, they've spent two months learning, are they a fit for fans first? So once they are, we know that it's going to be a great fit and a great relationship. A, a great example, we hired a director of events, 23 years old. She went through the whole process. 20, you know, 24 hours was the first interview with everybody. Then she kept going. And after the last day, getting interviewed by everyone, before she got on her plane to fly back, she wrote a thank you letter for all 14 of our staff members at the time, handwritten and personal. She got wow. what Fans First was about. And so she was hired immediately. So it's all about that caring. So it starts in the beginning. You can say, how do you find those people? Well, we try to unbelievably qualify and take time to in the hiring process. And most people, they hire when they're hungry. I need someone. I need to fill it. You know, we'll, we'll teach them a culture. We'll get to it. Culture is everything. We can teach all the different skill set. So that's a little bit of idea on how we do it. But then more than anything, we take care of our people. Our employees dictate their own salary. 22, 23, 24 years old, we give them that opportunity. They dictate their own hours. Hours. There's no policies. When they want to take time off, they take time off. We empower our people to be owners and entrepreneurs. And when you empower them to do that, they have purpose in what they're doing and they care about the customers even more. Wow. And so how long, what, what's your retention like? Because I imagine that it's somewhat of a seasonal um, business, even though you're working all year on it. So I'm just curious, are you able to keep people for several years who can, and I imagine they refer their friends. Yeah, you, re and... you ready to be shocked? <laughs> so here's the statistic. People under 30 years old leave a job every 13 months. Throughout wow. your lifetime now, people leave a job every 2.2 years. This isn't like it was in the 50s and 60s where you have one job and you collect your gold watch at the end. People mm -hmm. are constantly leaving. In three years since we've started the Savannah Bananas, we've had zero turnover. Wow. Well, congratulations. That's that amazing. Incredible. <laughs> but you know what's crazy? So, something's wrong. We need to have turnover. And, and I'm looking at that because I want to make sure our people are growing. And if you're focused so much on retaining your people and not focused on giving them the best opportunities, you're focused on yourself and not on them. So I'm hoping in the next couple of years, we will be able to either offer some unbelievable growth for them or give them a position of their dreams. And that's when you become a real leader, when you're focused solely on your people and not focused on what's best for your business. Yeah, and this is just more of a curiosity on my part. Is the are the players part of this package? Are they uh, separate? How does that, how do the players work? Great question. So we try to fans first everything. So our players come in the summer two days before the first game. So we actually have a whole fans first training module for the players. When they come here, we teach them the culture. The players do music videos for us. Literally, the players <laughs> were in the Justin Timberlake music video, Can't Stop the Peeling, which we did instead of feeling, Can't Stop the Peeling. I mean, we have our players do ridiculous things. So we got to teach them the culture and why it matters. You know, during our games, the players will come out of the dugout and deliver roses to little girls in the crowd on a knee. You know, it's about creating those moments. When fans first walk in, our players are at the gate handing out programs and taking pictures. They need to understand why it matters so much that the memories that they create. So we spend three days fans firsting them. Same thing with our interns. Same thing with our host families. We actually, the players stay with host families. So we look at every department. How can we teach the fans first culture and really invest in it? Even our umpires that come in, we want the umpires to have the best experience <laughs> nice. they've ever had. We want our visiting players that come in from other teams. We want to have food for them and really take care of them. And when you start looking at your entire organization, how can you create the best experience, not just for your customers, but for your employees, for your vendors? You create a company that is unbelievably sustainable and that's going to thrive in the future. Well, first of all, it's just an incredible story. But I have to say, is it safe to assume that the roses are yellow? 
<laughs> I, I, I got to look into that. They're actually red. red. You know, they're actually I red. Assume, but... I would have assumed yellow roses. Uh, and for, no, for everybody good. listening, this is one time I'm going to absolutely direct you to the show notes because uh, it's going to relate to my next question. But you'll see uh, Jesse has this fantastic yellow tux. And what I want to know, did the bananas come first and then the yellow tux? Or did you always just wear a yellow tux and decide to name the team something yellow? <laughs> it worked out. No, uh, 2011, I said, if we're a circus and our players are doing choreographed dances and grandma beauty pageants and throwing out underwear in the crowds, we need I need to dress like a showman. And P.T. Barnum's one of my biggest mentors. So I, I bought a, a big uh, black tuxedo with the tails. And the first game, it was 102 degrees and I almost <laughs> melted. So I was like, this is not going to work. So I searched online. I was like, I need to find a color that's a little lighter. And I found it, brightcoloredtuxedos.com. It actually <laughs> exists. And I bought my first tuxedo and I started wearing it. And then when we became the Savannah Bananas, you know, everything really came together. But here's the crazy thing. I, I've proposed in my yellow tuxedo to my wife in front of a sold out <laughs> crowd. I've slept in them. I, I wear it every single day. But here's the remarkable thing. I have six of them now. Just last week, and this tells you about the culture that we built, the entire staff came to me and said, Jesse, we have a surprise for you. And they got a custom built yellow tuxedo just for me. And the whole staff paid for it because they said, we want you when you're doing all your speech speeches around the country, we want you to look good and not like the circus character anymore. We've got you covered <laughs> and the staff together and, and bought that for me. And it's, it's amazing. You know, when you have your staff give back to you, it really goes full circle. We take our staff and their spouses, significant others um, on cruises. You know, we've sent um, our, one of our top people to the game one of the world series with his dad. You know, we've sent people to Chicago, Gene, you know, but when they come back and go full circle and take care of the owners, it really, really makes my wife and I, you know, feel so fortunate to what we're building. Wow. That's really cool. That's really cool. And so if, if we're talking to our audience right now, what is, what is one thing if somebody thinks, oh my gosh, I've got a staff of 600 or mm -hmm. I've got, you know, stores in the field or whatever. Uh, how, what's the one thing you think hmm. somebody could take from you and, and kind of apply one right that away? Apply, I'll add one that applies in any industry. Really, not just because you know, mm -hmm. you're in an entertainment business. Which yeah, it makes it I'll start at a macro yeah. level and then I'll go to a more micro. At a macro level, if you expect your employees to deliver first class, unbelievable fans first experiences, you have to be able to deliver those to your employees first. So a lot of people, what they think is, hey, I want you to you know, give this Ritz-Carlton experience, really take care of them. Well, maybe your employees have never had a Ritz-Carlton first class experience. So I would think about first, how do you create amazing experiences for your employees first? So what can you do to give them a remarkable, it's not just taking them out to dinner one night, it's thinking about how do you make your workplace a place that's destined and that's amazing for your employees. So that's the macro level, because I don't want to say, hey, all about the customer, all about the customers, yet the employees have a terrible work environment every day. That's just incongruent with what you're trying to build. Uh, mm -hmm. The number two, simplify simplify, simplify what you stand for and what your even your social media, your website, you know, we keep everything so simple. We make baseball fun fans first. And so we live by it. Our questions we ask ourselves every day is, is that fans first? Does that put our customers first? So if you have a brand or a big mission statement on your wall that says all these things that no one in your staff knows, simplify your mission statement. What do you stand for? So that's the practical thing I'll give to everyone here. Look at what your mission statement is and what your company stands for. I guarantee you, your employees can't verbatim say what your mission statement is or it doesn't mean anything to them. 
So when we simplified our company name to Fans First Entertainment and our mission to Fans First Entertain Always, it changed everything. Because when we have a game day staff person come that first day and we tell them what Fans First is, I asked, what does that mean? They said, take care of fans. And I go, how often? They said, always. And it simplified hmm. everything. So that, that would be a practical Perfect. Step. Yep, Those I think that's great. a perfect uh, drop the mic moment right there. Jesse, thank you so much. This has been absolutely fantastic. I, I love when we have you know unique guests, but with unique stories. And this has really just been eye-opening in a lot of ways. So we really appreciate it. Uh, tell our guests, our fans, our listeners, uh, where they can find you, where they can learn more about your book, uh, The Savannah Bananas, et cetera. Well, thank you. Uh, first, guys, I want to just thank you because what you're doing and trying to solve is a serious issue out there in the customer experience. And I see it every single day. And if we fix how the customer experience and crack that customer code daily, we're going to make a difference in people's lives. So thank you for doing this. I was so excited to go on your show because of what you're doing and your purpose behind it. So um, if, if, if people do want to find more about me, uh, findyouryellowtux.com is where I have a lot of my things. Find Your Yellow Tux, How to Be Successful by Standing Out is my book on Amazon talks about the fans first experience. And I post every day, you know, I believe you can do if you do, you learn. And so every day I post on LinkedIn, I post on Facebook, Jesse Cole, the yellow tux guy. And that's how I'm learning. And you got to constantly be curious and not be complacent and never stop learning. And that's what I'm trying to do every day. Well, amen and hallelujah. <laughs> Thank you so much, Jesse. This was great. And I hope everybody takes your message and really puts their fans first, because that's what this is all about. So keep having fun. Sounds like you're having a blast. You better believe it. Thanks a lot, guys. <laughs> Thanks, Jesse. Thank you. Well, you know, I'm a baseball fan, but I think I would really enjoy things outside of just the baseball game if I attended a game with Jesse. <laughs> like the dancing nanas or I don't know if I'm getting the name right. <laughs> yes, that the yes, the grannies and the, the granny, yeah. yes. <laughs> the nana nanas or something. I don't know. <laughs> They're awesome. And one, one thing I really loved um about the interview, and I, I may be sort of paraphrasing this, but I liked his idea that, you know, better doesn't do anything, only does something. Yes. I mean, he's the only team doing this stuff. And it's mm -hmm shows it shows uh, by the success he's had not only with customer experience but with employee experience with retention right. and with having just such an incredible culture mm -hmm. and you know in a way it makes me think about and i didn't bring this up in the interview but uh it makes me think about the harlem globetrotters a little bit like everybody goes there not for uh because they're the number one basketball team or they ever will be because they're not in the nba or anything it's all about entertainment it's all about going and having this really awesome experience and seeing some fun basketball in the process and i think to his point he's really looking for how can we create a universal experience that everyone will enjoy regardless of the outcome on the scoreboard and uh and that's pretty cool. And and it's going to create loyalty and fans because if you go and have a great time, you're going to cheer that team on even if they didn't win. So I think it's really cool what he's doing. No, absolutely. And I think there's a ton of lessons uh, for people to take away in any industry. I mean, you know, some industries are a little more uh, conservative. You're not going to be able mm -hmm. to show up with the yellow tux, uh, you know, at, at Goldman Sachs, probably, I'm guessing, <laughs> unless Jesse goes and speaks to him. I, know, I, was gonna I don't, say, think, you can, I don't think you can work there and show up in the yellow tux. <laughs> oh, you never know. <laughs> you, you actually do never know nowadays. But, uh, you know, but you can still apply these principles, right, to any industry and to mm -hmm. any business and that idea of how do you stand out in your industry and then how do you deliver? 
deliver on that? How do you deliver, you know, besides a marketing sort of attention grabbing standing out, how do you deliver on your experience standing out, which is what we always talk about here on Crack the Customer Code? It's very true. Well, I think that's a, a great place to uh, to end. And I encourage everybody to really think about who are your fans and how can you provide that amazing experience for them. So thanks to Jesse for being here. And thank you so much for listening to Crack the Customer Code. We are a proud member of the C-Suite Radio family. Check out business content on both csuiteradio.com and csuitetv.com. We appreciate you spending your time with us. I'm Jeannie Walters, and you can learn more about me and find my blog and other customer experience content at cxcontent.com. And I'm Adam DeBork, and you can learn more about me, our customer service workshops and training, and our virtual training at customersatstick.com. Until next time, take care of yourself. And take care of your customers. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.